Welcome to the I Have ADHD podcast, where it's all about education, encouragement, and coaching for adults with ADHD. I'm your host, Kristen Carter, and I have ADHD. Let's chat about the frustrations, humor, and challenges of adulting, relationships, working, and achieving with this neurodevelopmental disorder. I'll help you understand your unique brain, unlock your potential, and move from point A to point B. Hey, what's up? This is Kristen Carter, and you are listening to the I Have ADHD podcast, episode number 130. 130! OMG. I am medicated, I am caffeinated, and I am ready to roll. How are you, my dudes? Hanging in there? I am happy to report that even though last week I was having the worst week ever and I was in a total ebb, flow is back. I'm so thrilled to be here with you today in a good mood. Last week was seriously the worst. It was the worst, worst, worst. A few really hard things happened, plus it was just like cloudy and rainy and I was PMSing. (laughs) It's just the truth. I was PMSing, blah, blah, blah. It was seriously just terrible. But anyway, the fog is lifted. We've worked out what we needed to work out. I have been in the care of a therapist and a coach and I feel so much better. Y'all, it's autumn in Pennsylvania. The sun is shining. The birds are chirping. The leaves are turning all sorts of yellow and orange and red. And I'm feeling so much lighter and brighter this week. Um, You know how like you're in the yucky and you're like, this is never going to end. Like that's how it felt for me. Like, I guess this is just my new life now. (laughs) I guess that this is just the way I'm going to feel for the rest of my life. Um, But note to self, it does pass. It just always does. Thank God. And I hope it's helpful to you that I don't show up here for you the same every week. Um, I don't know if that's typical of a podcaster, but that is what is typical for me. And I hope that's helpful that I'm like forthcoming when I am having a hard week or when I don't feel like putting out a podcast. I'm certainly not trying to complain or to look to you to like reach out and take care of me or anything like that. But instead, what I'm trying to do is be an example for you, an example of someone who is human. <laughs> like we're just, I'm just human. You're a human. And Humans, unlike robots, we ebb and flow. Humans have good days and bad days. Humans sometimes feel like accomplishing their dreams and goals, and sometimes we just don't feel like it, right? And I think there's this common misunderstanding when it comes to big dreams and big goals that like, if I'm supposed to do it, I'm going to feel good about it all the time. And I just want to say that the feeling good about it part wears off pretty quickly, and then it's just normal life. Sometimes Dreams and goals feel good, but sometimes they just feel totally awful. And that doesn't mean that they should be abandoned or that they're not the right path, right? What it means is like, I'm just human and it doesn't feel good today. So I'm very thankful to last week me, who even though she was feeling terrible, was willing to put out a podcast and, you know, I'm thankful for that because this week me is happy that we didn't miss a week. (laughs) This week me is happy to not have to catch up. It's all good. 
Oh, deep breath. So whether you are in the ebb or in the flow, you're normal. And listen, it's not going to stay this way. So if you're feeling amazing, like enjoy it, but just know that like normal life means that eventually you're going to have a bad day someday and that's okay. And if you're having a bad day today, just know that a good day is right around the corner. And today we're talking about a fascinating topic I can't wait to bring it to you. And I literally just learned about this a few months ago. Actually, Dr. Russell Barkley was on my podcast um, back in July, I think. And while we were chatting, he mentioned um, this topic. And I was like, okay, it wasn't the point of our conversation. So I literally wrote it down, put a pin in it, and was like, I need to go research this because I had no idea. And the topic is delayed circadian rhythm in adults with ADHD, or he called it delayed diurnal rhythm, which is just a daily rhythm. I've done a lot of research. I have so much to share with you today. And let me tell you, I'm kind of pissed. I'm kind of pissed that I hadn't heard about this before. Like what in the world? Why aren't we all told this at diagnosis? Like I just can't wait to tell you everything. But you know, before we get started, you know what time it is. It is ad time, baby. That's right. I'm getting my ad voice on. I'm going to tell you all about a life-changing program for adults with ADHD. Ready? 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 Here we go. This podcast is brought to you by Focused. Focused is a monthly coaching program where I help adults with ADHD understand their diagnosis and make significant and sustainable changes in their lives. Focused is not therapy. I'm not a therapist. Focused is a group coaching program, and I'm an ADHD expert and life coach with years of experience and thousands of coaching hours under her belt. Focused helps functional adults level up and reach their potential, and it's a beautiful companion to an ADHD treatment protocol. So if you're looking to understand your ADHD on a deeper level and make some big shifts in your life, I've got you covered. Go to IHaveADHD.com focus to learn more. Okay, let us get to it. I cannot wait to bring you today's content. I have been researching. I have been writing. This is actually my second time recording it because the first time was really kind of like confusing. And I really want to distill this down for you so that it is very munchable. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just want you to be able to munch it, like get the info understand it, and totally munch on it. So today we are talking about delayed sleep phase syndrome, which is something that affects so many of us with ADHD. Now, I grew up in a family of ADHDers, and so it was really common for us to be awake super late at night, have trouble with sleeping, maybe uh, always waking up at different times in the morning, sometimes sleeping in, sometimes waking up early. It was just like the norm to not sleep well. I can remember being up really late as a kid, like playing in my bed. I know I was annoying to my parents. Sorry, mom. Um, I just wouldn't leave them alone because I was just totally... uh, wired. Wow, that word took me a minute to get out. I'm so sorry. I was wired. I would concoct stories and little fantasies and just play in my brain for hours because sleep was just not a thing that came easily to me. At sleepovers, I was always the last one to fall asleep. I was never able to fall asleep in a car or in a plane and 
hardly napped at all as a kid. I still don't nap as an adult. I close my eyes and I think that counts as a nap, but I definitely don't sleep. (laughs) So to be clear, I am hyperactive. So maybe we just need to back up a tiny bit here and remind everyone that there are three presentations of ADHD, hyperactive type, inattentive type, and combined type. So people who have been diagnosed with ADHD hyperactive type like myself will often have trouble sleeping, whereas those of you who have been diagnosed with an attentive type might not struggle with it as much, okay? So these are pretty broad generalizations, of course, but you guys with inattentive type might find yourself sleeping more, like a lot, for hours and hours and not being able to wake up. That's a whole other thing. It's super difficult. I am so sorry. That has not been my problem. I've definitely noticed, though, that there are sleep problems across the board for adults with ADHD. And after working with hundreds of clients, I just thought that I was gathering anecdotal evidence. I've coached on sleep a million times. And, you know, I knew that ADHDers love to stay up late at night and we have trouble waking up in the morning, but I didn't realize that there was actual research to back this up. Now, I'm kind of like sad. I'm sad that I didn't know this before. As it turns out, there's a growing body of evidence to show that ADHD is related to what is called delayed sleep phase syndrome. Now, according to stanfordhealthcare.org, delayed sleep phase syndrome, or DSPS, is a disorder in which a person's sleep is delayed by two hours or more beyond what is considered an acceptable or conventional bedtime. Uh, Sidebar here, that's kind of annoying that they use acceptable, but whatever, we will forgive them. So continuing with um, the article, the delayed sleep then causes difficulty in being able to wake up at the desired time. For example, a person with DSPS may fall asleep after midnight instead of at 10 p.m. and then will have difficulty getting up in the morning for school or for work. Like, duh, All of us with ADHD are like, yeah, we know. (laughs) We know this is a thing. Like, this is my life. I just didn't know that there was research to show that adults with ADHD are going to struggle with this. Can't wait to get to it. I also want you to know that in my research, I found a couple different names for this phenomenon. Um, One of them is like delayed circadian rhythm. And I just want you to know that I'm just going to be using the term delayed sleep phase syndrome because I just want to have one memorable name that we use over and over and so that we're not confused or you're not like, I can't remember it because she called it a million different things. So definitely do some research on this topic. It's it's wildly fascinating in my opinion, um, especially since I'm just learning and gathering information about it. So we're going to start at the beginning. We're going to talk a little bit about sleep. Okay. So circadian rhythm is your body's wake and sleep clock basically. Okay. So here's how the sleep foundation defines it. The Sleep Foundation says, circadian rhythms are 24-hour cycles that are part of the body's internal clock running in the background to carry out essential functions and processes. One of the most important and well-known circadian rhythms is the sleep-wake cycle. Different systems of the body follow circadian rhythms that are synchronized with the master clock in the brain. The master clock is directly influenced by environmental cues, especially light, which is why circadian rhythms are tied 
to the cycle of day and night. So your circadian rhythm is just like when your body naturally falls asleep and naturally wakes up. Here's the huge news for adults with ADHD. For many of us, 70% or more of us, our circadian rhythm is delayed. And so this phenomenon is called delayed sleep phase syndrome. This means, my friend, that we naturally want to fall asleep several hours later than the typical human without ADHD or what Stanford Health Online calls acceptable, okay? This is normal for us, normal. You are normal. I am normal. My mind is blown, all right? So, oh my gosh, continuing with reading research because I think that this is really important for this particular topic. I'm going to read for you a part of a blog from the APSARD website. Now, APSARD is the American Professional Society of ADHD and Related Disorders. This article is by a woman whose name I do not know how to pronounce. I'm going to spell it for you. Her last name is K-O-O-I-J. So it's we're going to call her Dr. Sandra. Okay, Dr. Sandra, and here's what she says about ADHD and sleep. She says, ADHD is related to several sleep problems, but the most frequent being the delayed sleep phase syndrome, a disturbance in the circadian rhythm. Research in children and adults with ADHD when compared to controls shows that the majority of these individuals has a late sleep onset that is associated with the late onset of the sleep hormone melatonin. So sidebar here, what she's saying is that melatonin is released later in people with ADHD. And so it's not actually our fault that we stay up late. It's just that we're getting a little hit of melatonin later than the typical human. And so Dr. Sandra continues that for most adults, the onset of melatonin is around 9.30 p.m. And in adults with ADHD, the onset of melatonin is 90 minutes later. It usually takes a adults two hours to fall asleep after melatonin, but for adults with ADHD, it can be up to three hours after. So we're getting our melatonin later and it's taking us longer to fall asleep. Back to Dr. Sandra, she says, this late onset of melatonin is driven by genes that regulate the biological clock and those genes have been linked to psychiatric disorders like ADHD and bipolar disorder. Do you hear it? Do you hear it, my friend? Melatonin is the natural hormone released in all humans. And in typical adults, it's released around 9.30. And then after that's released, takes a typical adult up to two hours to fall asleep. So um, our society has deemed like 10 to 11.30 a quote-unquote acceptable time to fall asleep, right? And so that's why the neurotypicals just fall asleep like a normal time, all right? But in adults with ADHD, melatonin is released later, around 11 p.m., and then it can take up to three hours for us to fall asleep, which is why staying up until 12, 1, 2, it's pretty typical, pretty easy. It feels pretty natural to us, all right? And of course, if we're up until 1 a.m., we're not going to be wanting to wake up at 6 a.m. to get the kids out the door for school and get to work. Okay, this just explains so much, and I just want to take a minute and sit here together in solidarity with one another. 
this just kind of sucks. Like not only are we dealing with ADHD symptoms all day long, but even when it comes to falling asleep, even when it comes to shutting down and shutting everything off, we still struggle. And so the way that our bodies naturally work is that we just want to stay up and we even find that we have this like second wind and we want to be active in the evening. We want to be active at night. And this causes us to stay up much later than what is healthy. And the reason for that being is that we have to get up the next day and function in a normal society function for me in a typical American society where my kids are walking out the door to go to school. Hear me? 6.45 a.m. is when they have to leave the house. Oh my gosh. Oh my goodness. So this is why when people try to tell me that ADHD is a gift, I am like, what are you even saying to me right now? This is not a gift. This part sucks. We struggle all day long and we can't even go to sleep at night. Are you kidding me? This sucks. This is not a gift. Okay. Um, sorry for you gift. Like if you're in the camp of like, this is a gift. I love you. I respect you. I just very, very respectfully disagree. This does not feel like a gift. I don't want this gift. I want to return it. Where's the receipt? Oh my gosh. Okay. Now, if you're living off the grid, if you don't have to wake up at a certain time, if it doesn't matter when you wake up, then like it, this is fine. It's not a big deal. But for most of us who have typical jobs and typical like kids schedules, uh, it's kind of a big deal, right? If we have to be on and functioning and performing during the hours of 8 a.m. to 5 p.m., it's just hard. So if you're hurting right now because of this, I'm sending you the biggest hug ever. So ADHDers, if you're struggling to settle down at night, struggling to wake up in the morning, guess what? You likely have delayed sleep phase syndrome. Join the club. So does your girl, Kristen Carter. A study published in the Sage Medical Journal Online concluded that adult ADHD is associated with delayed sleep phase disorder, and it showed that stimulants are also a contributing factor to this. So yes, this happens naturally because of the late onset of melatonin release in our brains, but also stimulant medication can contribute to us staying up later. And so anecdotally speaking, even though I was always awful at sleeping, when I was taking a stimulant medication, it was much, much worse. It was much harder for me to sleep, harder for me to fall asleep. And that's one of the reasons why I opted for a different medication when I decided to be medicated um, several years ago. And no, I will not tell you what medication I am on because I am not your doctor. Talk to your doctor about meds. Okay. So whether you're taking a stimulant medication or you just struggle to go to sleep at a time that society has deemed the normal natural time to fall asleep, you are a typical ADHDer. 
<laughs> okay? It doesn't mean anything bad about you. It just means like, yeah, you've got ADHD and this is part of it. Now, here's an excerpt from an article from the American Association of Sleep Technologists, and this is written by Regina Patrick. Regina says, in people with delayed sleep phase syndrome, the sleep-wake phases occur later than normal. Thus, they naturally want to go to sleep one to three hours after midnight and awaken around 10 or 11 a.m. Can I get an amen to that? Like, my body has always wanted to do that. I have worked very hard to train myself to go to bed earlier um, recently, but my body has naturally always wanted to stay up until about one or two and sleep in until about nine or 10. That's just the way my body wants to function. So continuing with what Regina says, she says, when trying to follow the societally normal schedule, people with delayed sleep phase syndrome have difficulty initiating sleep at night, and we call it insomnia, and difficulty awakening in the morning. When not following the normal schedule, the person's sleep duration and quality is normal, but the sleep and wake phases are delayed. This disorder usually manifests during the teen years. So what she's saying is we can get a normal amount of sleep. We just want to do it much later than a typical human. But when we're trying to fit into a neurotypical box, we have trouble. For some of you, you might want to plan your entire life around not having to struggle with this. You might want to plan your entire life around um, waking up later so that you can be able to stay up later. And some of you have the freedom to do that, and that's amazing. But most of us have to fit into a societally normal box. Right? Most of us have jobs and kids and things we got to get to in the morning. So um, for those of us, like this is a big deal. We have to work so hard at going to bed at a normal time. It does not come naturally to us. Like I just cannot believe that there's actual research and evidence and studies that have been done on this. It is blowing my mind. In the study done by uh, Dr. Sandra K-O-O-I-J, don't know how to say her name, I definitely apologize, she notes that um, 73 to 78% children and adults with ADHD struggle with delayed sleep phase syndrome or a delayed onset of sleep. That's a lot. That's a lot of us. If you struggle to go to bed, if you struggle with this um, pull to stay up later, you're super normal for an adult with ADHD. So if you've been judging yourself for years, if you've been beating yourself up like I have for decades for not being able to go to bed like a quote unquote normal human, you can just go ahead and stop the shame show. Isn't that awesome? You can just Stop beating yourself up because actually you are very normal for an adult with ADHD. Staying up later and wanting to get rolling later in the, in the morning, totally normal. Now, like I said, for some of you, this isn't a problem, but for most of us, for most of us, delayed sleep phase syndrome, uh, it's not compatible with our life right? Like I, if I could call my kids school and be like, listen, this doesn't actually work for me. I'd like them to start at 10 a.m. please. That would be incredible. 
Um, but that's not, that's not possible. So here's a question. What can be done? There are treatments for delayed sleep phase syndrome, okay, and other sleep-related disorders. So I would encourage you that if this is a big thing for you and you're not able to tweak it on your own, reach out to your doctor for help. The most common therapies used for sleep disorders like delayed sleep phase syndrome are bright light therapy, chronotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and melatonin, okay? So I'm going to repeat that in case you want to write it down. Uh, bright light therapy, chronotherapy, cognitive behavioral therapy, and melatonin. So um, I'm not going to go into the details of the different types of treatments here because those are totally Googleable and you can talk to your doctor about it. But I definitely want you to know that there are treatment options. That's really, really important. There are treatment options. If delayed sleep phase syndrome is making your life difficult, if it's impairing your ability to function, I would encourage you to reach out and seek treatment for it. But even if you don't seek treatment, you can work to improve your sleep hygiene. And notice I said work <laughs> because this does not come naturally to us, right? So if you're someone who needs to get up early and get out the door, improving your sleep hygiene, improving your like nighttime stuff is certainly going to help with this. And improving your sleep may actually improve your ADHD symptoms. Now, this is a whole other podcast episode, but our friend, Dr. Sandra, is convinced that ADHD and poor sleep are related and that the symptoms are worse because of poor sleep. And she's basically asking the question, which is coming first, the chicken or the egg? Again, not a podcast for right now, but a very interesting rabbit hole if you want to go down that rabbit hole. So, Research does show that our spaciness, distractibility, and ability to regulate ourselves, it worsens when we are not sleeping well. So if we can improve our sleep, we may be able to improve our ADHD symptoms or at least make them so that they're not as prominent. Now, like I said, I had no idea that this was like a real research <laughs> proven thing for adults with ADHD. I just know that like I suck at sleep. And so I've been working to improve my sleep hygiene. And I'll tell you some simple things that I've done to help. So first of all, I got an alarm clock um, with, with a bright light. So the alarm goes on and the light turns on slowly. And then my room is bright. And that has really helped me to get out of bed because especially in Pennsylvania, like cozy, cozy winters where it's just so dark and so cold, I've always struggled to get out of bed and um, being able to get out of bed at the same time every day, like now that my kids are having to get up so early and out the door, it has helped me so much. So that bright light therapy really does work, my friends. It really, really does. Um, of course, this is not medical advice, but I do take melatonin every night, right around the same time, right around nine, which is so funny in reading this research that like in a typical adult, melatonin is released at 9 p.m., but for me, it's not. And I've been taking it at 9 p.m. for years now. So melatonin paired with a very small glass of red wine, again, not an endorsement, just my own experience. It really does help me to fall asleep without frustration, without drama. Still usually after Gregory Carter, but at least not that much later. I've also established a very loose bedtime routine, um, which <laughs> 
it's not fancy, but I, I have an alarm set for 8.45 to remind me to start the bedtime process with my kids because I kept just forgetting that bedtime was a thing. Um, and so my alarm is set at 8.45. It goes off every weeknight and it says start the bedtime process. So um, it's a loud, annoying, obnoxious process. But usually during that time, I try to force myself to get myself ready for bed too. So that's when I'm like doing the jammy thing, taking out the contacts, taking off the makeup, like all of that stuff. I'm trying to do that when I tell my kids to do it, using them as a body double. That's also when I take my melatonin. The kids are usually in bed around 9.30 and I have a very strict boundary with myself that there is no thinking after 9.30 p.m., no idea creation, no uh, like <laughs> watching the news, no reading the news, no talking about politics, nothing. No thinking after 9.30 p.m. So that I'm not getting activated and excited and like all of the, the things that keep me up late, 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 late. And then I try to use Greg as a body double. When he falls asleep or when he's ready for bed, I really really try to be conscious and aware enough to say, yes, I need to do this too. <sighs> it's not easy and it doesn't always work, but it is my little routine that does seem to help. Now, I used to think that I should be able to go to sleep without help. And maybe this is you too. Why don't I go to sleep like a normal human? Why am I always the last one awake? Why, or the last one asleep? Well, I guess the last one awake and the last one asleep. Why is this so hard for me? I should be better at this. This shouldn't be so hard. But as per our usual with this podcast and with everything else that I do with my clients, we've got to drop this way of thinking if we're going to improve the quality of our lives. I shouldn't be able to sleep with a lot, without a lot of help and without a lot of work. Why? because I have ADHD. And what does that mean? It means I have delayed sleep phase syndrome. It means that my circadian rhythm is totally off. It's much, much later. And so if I'm going to function in a typical American society, I've got to get to sleep before 12 a.m. And in order to do this, I need help. That's just the way it is. I can't do that naturally on my own. It's virtually impossible. There's no shame in it. And especially now that I understand that delayed sleep phase syndrome is a whole thing, I can embrace this even more, which means I can implement even more support to help myself get even better at it. And so can you. So I'm wondering, what do you think? What's your biggest takeaway here? Do you need to reach out to your doctor? Do you want to research treatment for delayed sleep phase syndrome? Do you want to work to improve your sleep hygiene? If so, what does that look like? How are you going to remember to do it? How are you going to make it fun and cozy and delightful? I encourage you to do what you need to do to take care of yourself and improve your sleep so that you can improve your experience as an adult with ADHD. I am sending you so much love. I'm going to see you next week. Hey, adhd -er, I see you. I know exactly what it's like to feel lost, confused, frustrated, and like no one out there really understands the way that your brain works. That's why I created Focus. Focused is my monthly coaching program where I lead you through a step-by-step -step process of understanding yourself, feeling better, and creating the life that you know you're meant for. 
you'll study, be coached, grow, and make amazing changes alongside of other educated professional adults with ADHD from all over the world. Visit IHaveADHD.com slash focused to learn more.